Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. What's up, ladies and gentlemen out there in Internet land, and welcome to episode 308 of the Stray Shooters, available wherever podcasts are found, including the Blue Wire Podcast Network. My name is Vaughn Johnson, and I'm joined as always by my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Bacone, the Philly voice and Philly influencer, and we have yet another fantastic show ahead of us here on episode 308. What are we talking about here tonight? Not a deep dive. We've done deep dives the last couple of weeks, or for a while now, actually. <laughs> We've been doing it for over a year, some deep dives, done some Patreon requests and whatnot. Uh, we took last week off because of Thanksgiving, but we're still in a thankful mood. So in this week's episode, we're going to talk about what we're actually thankful for in pro wrestling. So I know, you know, you're probably like, what? Thankful? What are you thankful for in pro wrestling, actually? Because, you know, the reason why we don't talk a lot about current wrestling, modern day wrestling, especially WWE, uh, is because it's trash for the most part. And we would say a lot of negative things on a weekly basis. Like, there are recap shows out there. There's shows that specifically recap Raw and SmackDown and even Dynamite and, and Rampage. And I would I'd imagine... Uh, there are a lot more positive things to say about Dynamite and Rampage as opposed to Raw, SmackDown, and NXT. But if you were to listen to those recap shows on a weekly basis, you would hear 95% negativity on there. And we ain't got time for all that, all right? <laughs> We're trying to live our best life. Ain't got time to go back and forth with these terrible wrestling shows, you know what I'm saying? So what we're going to do here is spread, like the New Day, spread some positivity in the world and talk about some things that we're actually thankful for in the world of pro wrestling. I know that sounds like, you know, we're almost a week after Thanksgiving, so people are no longer thankful for things all of a sudden, but no, we're still thankful. You know, yeah, like, like you're, a couple, you're thankful for things a couple days before and up to Thanksgiving, and that's it. <laughs> after that, you're no longer giving thanks. Well, we're still giving thanks here on the Strange Shooters about the very few positive things to talk about <laughs> in the world oh, yeah, of professional the, wrestling. It's going to be really probably title this the Vaughn Johnson positivity episode because uh, as I mentioned before I, I can't even I'll probably go through this and, and think of a couple things but I mean you I'm sure you, you always come fully prepared you probably have a list already so I do I don't so not a long <laughs> list it's got like six seven th- things on it but oh, that's wow, it that's long, long to me but, but uh, it's a list I'm not uh, surprised I'm not always a list of like 20 or 30 Oh yeah, yeah like prepared. Not possible for me. <laughs> no, 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 not possible for. Shouldn't be possible for anybody. But here <laughs> we are, the very brief and abridged list, short list of things that I am thankful for. This will be a twenty-minute podcast in the world for wrestling. We're going to talk about it in a little bit. But before we get into that, what's that? It'll be a twenty-minute podcast. Oh, well, it'll be a little longer than that. Come on, maybe maybe thirty-five minutes, but. <laughs> Regardless, before we get into that, I got to do my weekly check-in with my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick Pacone. How you doing tonight, my good brother? Finally, finally, hopefully on the other side of this uh, surgery that's just taken forever to seem to let me heal. And uh, I'm feeling better, you know, still some twinges here and there, but 
hopefully I'm, I'm at the very end. I go back to work next week in person after my FMLA is up, and I'm not looking forward to it, but I am looking forward to feeling better. So uh, that's kind of like, you know, just in time for, I mean, Thanksgiving was okay. You know, Christmas will be good. You know, probably feel more like myself. So that's the positivity of my real life. <laughs> <That's about laughs> Did you get it. to enjoy Thanksgiving? Oh uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. You know, watch. You know, had the regular dinner: turkey, mashed potatoes, green beans, stuffing, all the works. Uh, watch the Cowboys lose, which is always nice, and uh, that's always a successful Thanksgiving in my book. <laughs> Especially for us Eagles fans, mm-hmm. that's one hundred percent true. Uh, hope everybody out there had a happy Thanksgiving mm-hmm. and enjoy the holidays and the rest of 2021. Uh, we got this Omicron variant out here in these streets. So mm-hmm. hope everybody's being careful with that. Get your boosters. If you're not yeah, vaccinated, get, get your game. shots. There you go. I'm getting mine soon as well. So get your boosters. Uh, so, yeah, hope everybody's staying safe with the, the new variant out there. Get your boosters. Get taken care of. And all that good stuff. Hope everybody gets what they want for the holidays. We're still going to do more shows, obviously. But just feel like it's out there. Everybody have a happy holidays. I hope they, uh, you know, enjoy themselves. But let's dig in to our topic here on episode 308. And again, like I said, just a few short minutes ago, we're talking about the very few things we are thankful for in the world of pro wrestling today here in the year of our Lord. 2021 i shall start it off nick because i do have the list a (laughs) uh, i do have a list i checked it twice that's another holiday pun for you um and i will start it off with the tribal chief roman reigns i am thankful for the roman reigns and the bloodline for being such a dope act in wwe the dopest act in WWE, one of the main, one of the few reasons to watch WWE programming, and it's crazy because he's only on one show, <laughs> it's not like he's on all the shows, so you really don't have to watch SmackDown. But uh, I just think that he is at the top of his game. He's been at the top of his game for for since he came back, pretty much. I know some people say, "Oh, it's kind of kind of been the same thing every week." It's still great every week, though. Like, he's the man right now, in my opinion. And putting the Usos together with him and Paul Heyman, it all, it's just all fantastic to me. So, I am thankful for that, that we've got to witness Roman Reigns fully realized as a dope main eventer. And I don't think, did I say this on the podcast back in, like, I went to SmackDown back in September. Took Gabby to Smack, to SmackDown, which is today, is, as we record this, is Gabby's 11th birthday. So, happy birthday, Gabby. Happy birthday, Gabby! I'll be seeing her tomorrow, and we got some special plan for her Saturday. So she don't know yet. She don't listen to this podcast, but I don't want to spoil it even on the podcast. See? Oh no! <laughs> All right. I mean, she I'm taking her. In- I don't know. She could find it. She could. Wherever you I'm get taking podcasts. Her- <laughs> sure, including the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Um, but I'm taking her indoor skydiving. So. Ooh. Yeah, I've never done it. She's never done it. So it should be fun. Um, <laughs> Dusty's not impressed. <laughs> he better be. It cost me a goddamn lot of money. A lot of goddamn money, man. But um I was at that show, Roman Reigns comes out 
And it's just a different vibe when he comes out. Nobody else gets the reactions that he's, he was getting. Nobody else got the reactions that he was getting that, on that night. And it's kind of been that way for a while because Roman Reigns is always kind of a polarizing figure in wrestling. But it's always a smattering of like cheers and boos. This was like a lot of cheers. He was getting cheered by like 80% of the audience in Philadelphia, which has typically notoriously been a heel crowd. But this was different. This reminded me, and this may sound crazy for some people, right? Um, but just, just, just follow me. This reminds me, and I'm not saying they're the same, but this reminds me of The Rock in 1999. What? <laughs> <I know. laughs> in late 98 into 99, Remember when we talked about we did the WrestleMania Rage Party, right? <laughs> and I mentioned that The Rock, despite being the number one heel in the industry at that point, he were, he got the second best reaction on the show behind Steve Austin. And maybe yeah. DX. Yeah, that might have been like by proxy. You know, like he wasn't exactly a heel, but he was portrayed as one because WWF, you know, their headline main event is heel versus face. But yeah, right. pe- people were he, loving he, The Rock. Like even when he turned its Survivor Series, a lot of people didn't right. stop Right, he was getting him. cheered before that. Yeah. And then he turned and people were still rocking with him and whatnot. But you, you know, when you're aligning yourself with Vince McMahon, especially in 98 and 99, you're a heel. Um, and they eventually made the right decision in turning him babyface. But the reactions he was getting in 99 was not that one of a top heel. He was getting mostly cheered and some boos. That's the reaction I heard from Roman Reigns in September of this year. And the little things that he would do at ringside or in the ring, people enjoyed like yeah. it wasn't just the fact that they saw him; it was the stuff he would do. You could just tell he's in that that character. He's in that. He's he's all up in it, right? That sounds kind of weird to say. Pause. But <laughs> <laughs> he is one with that character, and he is wearing it like his like as his clothes. Like, and everything he did, people reacted to in a po- positively and favorably. So, whenever they turn him babyface, I think it will be a massive deal. They got probably some more. I'm sure they got some more legs out of him being a, a heel. Uh, but whenever they turn him babyface, I think it will be miles better than what happened the first time they turned him babyface in 2014 when they <laughs> broke him away from the shield. And they failed miserably with that. So anything, you can only go but nowhere but up. But whenever that happens, does that have to happen, you know, tomorrow, obviously, but. I think I think it's going to be a big deal. So I'm thankful for our tribal chief, Roman Reigns, <laughs> the head of the table, and the, and the best yeah, the head of the table, and the best run of his career, and having the best run anybody in WWE has had, and I don't know how long. Uh, yeah, quite quite a long time. And listen, it only took them six years to get here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, finally, and and a pandemic as well. So. Uh, yes, and which he sat out for most of most of it. Yeah, to his credit, well, not really most of it. He sat out a lot of it, you know, in 2020. But yes, right. I, I, he returned like SummerSlam. Things were like starting to get a little. We were grasping as a nation and uh, as you know, a world. We're finally grasping how to deal with it. And uh, by the time he returned, you know, we there were a lot of things in place to uh, you know help. 
So yeah, he, he got, he went home. He's like, screw this. I don't need this. I came back, you know, SummerSlam is a surprise. And since then it's been, uh, like you said, it's really the role of his career. And there, there are some weeks where that I like bet more than others, but I do, I do enjoy him. Like I do, uh, he's one of the most entertaining aspects of WWE TV. Uh, the most entertaining aspect of SmackDown. The, I think that no, I didn't even think about like him turning face. So when you say that, like I could kind of see if they hold off on bringing in Stu Roman and The Rock with Roman still as this character, and not next WrestleMania, but the one after. And somehow you bring The Rock in, but then you make him the heel, and like you have Roman start the babyface, and then like they do a double turn at Mania or something, like something different. And I could totally see them doing that because everyone's going to want to cheer The Rock. But then, like, you could at least just have The Rock turn on the audience like you did in 03. I, I think those two Would have. Would The Rock want to do that nowadays, well, man? Like, yeah, I think The Rock, he's in a different yeah, spot than when he was in 2003. That's true. But he's he's kind of like. They own the audience. He's kind of like so. everybody's favorite. <laughs> he's done the TV show where they literally hint at him becoming president of the United States. He legitimately might run for president of the United States at some point in the future. Like,. <laughs> Do you really want to be a bag on TV and run for president at some point? I mean, would it be 2024, the next election? I don't think he'll run by that point, no. but, you know, I don't, I don't, maybe, maybe I'm tripping, but go ahead. I, I mean, cut you <laughs> off. Uh, I mean, like, I, you know, I'm th- I'm trying to think in like wrestling terms. So, yeah, I mean, Dwayne Johnson might not want to do that, but uh, The Rock can maybe be like, okay, this is going to be what, my last run. I'm going to do with my cousin, Roman. He's the biggest star in WWE right now. Uh, let's let's have fun and maybe like he'll just go with that attitude and him having fun. I I don't know if you watched the Ruthless Aggression uh, season two yet. Uh, they basically went over the Rock's run from O two to uh, I guess O four. You know when he came back to team with McFoley at WrestleMania and they they just went through everything and it just brought me back to that time. I was like man like and the Rock's just talking about how much fun he had and stuff like that. So. Uh, I mean, I, it could be something like that, but it could also be where they they make they keep Roman the heel, they keep the Rock the face, and they just go that way. Uh, then Roman's obviously got to beat the Rock, but then like, do you want do you start the turn after that, or if Roman's still the heel? Like, I don't know. It's an interesting scenario they've they've built for themselves, but they have to protect it. And you know, it's far away. It's twenty twenty three where that could possibly happen. I don't know if uh, they'll. <laughs> have the patience to be able to do that and wait. Yeah, it will be uh, interesting to see how they, if they get to that point, you know, there's no guarantees we'll even get a match between The Rock and Roman Reigns. But if we do, it will be interesting to see, uh, obviously, how that plays out. Uh, Moving on, though, unless you had something you you were thankful for. I don't know if you want to chime in. (laughs) Uh, I'm thankful for Peacock. And during my recovery of surgery, I was able to uh, get Survivor series up and uh, watch a lot of the old Survivor Series. So, uh, watch all it, the 1995 WWF you yeah, wanted. That's right, man. Uh, it got me back. Like, and I try to do that every year. You know, the Royal Rumble is great. I always watch the 91 Rumble. A lot of people obviously love the 92 Rumble, but the 91 Rumble is probably uh, my personal favorite. Um, and I watch it every year, so that's coming up too. And I'm going to watch that, but I wouldn't 
I, I don't know if I'd be doing this podcast without the ability to go back and watch stuff I grew up with that uh, is a reminder to me constantly of why I fell in love with wrestling. Uh, we know WWE doesn't view themselves as a wrestling company anymore. I mean, it was a re- it was an entertainment company when I was growing up. Like I could obviously see the seeds that Vince planted uh, back in the '80s and early '90s, and uh, the difference in wrestling. Like wrestling today is like more athletic than it was back then. You have like a lot of the high flyers, and uh, you know, really, I'd say ninety nine percent of the wrestlers today can like do flips and stuff outside the ring. I mean, you didn't see that back then. I'm all about the psychology, and I, I watch a lot of matches or a lot of pay per views where psychology is big uh, and that may that's like why i love wrestling like so close steve austin bret hart great match uh psychology is like austin like brett's trying to be respectful to austin but austin doesn't want his damn respect like that type of stuff it, it is and i guess that's like the beginning of that era of wrestling where um, i was so used to the good guys and being like so cheesy and smiley and the bad guys being like cornballs trying to be like you know, uh, like Doink the Clown, like Evil Clown type of stuff. Uh, and we were coming out of that. 96 was a, a really like double-edged sword for WWF in a way where there was so much good stuff, but there was a ton of bad stuff as well. So uh, just watching like back then, just it keeps my love for wrestling going. I appreciate what AEW puts on week after week. Uh, it, it brings me back a little bit to it, but they all, they are sports entertainment. They obviously want to grow you know they're not going to be happy with just like 700 800,000 viewers a week you know they want to grow so they're gonna they're gonna try whatever they can in the years to come to you know bring in celebrities or bring in stuff have these segments that attract casual viewers versus their hardcore wrestling fans so you know it's gonna be interesting to see them work to try not to alienate their you know hardcore base uh, WWE's kind of alienated their hardcore base uh, a long time ago, and I sit there. I sit here every week. I, I watch Raw, but I mean it's on TV. You know, I've said it before. It's it's like in the background. Like I'm paying attention to other stuff, and I'll look at the TV once in a while. I couldn't tell you what happened this past week on Raw. Um, I know Biggie's the champion. I know Kevin Owens is now in the main event for uh, Day One with you know, Triple Threat with Seth Rollins and Biggie. I know the women had a uh, elimination or tag elimination Survivor Series match, maybe, in the main event. But with WWE releasing all their talent and so many women the last few weeks, uh, you know, it's almost like it, it's weird to enjoy or to try to enjoy what, what they put on because uh, it, I don't know, it, it almost feels like they showcase all their women. It's like, okay, well, these are the women you have on your roster. It almost feels like, you know, the 2000s again, where they highlighted four or five women, and that was it. Uh, it's like, it just doesn't feel the way it did a year or two ago, where women were constantly on the scene, main eventing the shows and stuff like that. So uh, I guess this is a roundabout way of saying I appreciate WWE for allowing us to watch <laughs> you know like the old stuff uh as a reminder for me personally why i fell in love with wrestling and and i found myself watching a lot of stuff on peacock uh you know during my surgery recovery so it's just like a reminder to 
I'm not going to give up. Uh, you know, hopefully WWE, whatever the hell they're doing, maybe they're looking to sell uh, or whatever. But wh- whatever happens in the future, hopefully it's just better than what the hell it is now. <laughs> That's all I really can ask for. But uh, Peacock, you know, I could deal with all the edits. Like, it's annoying. Or like all this, the music dubbed over and whatnot, and that annoyingness for me personally, because uh, I know, like, I have my own collection. I know, like, the Godwins don't come out to that damn theme music all the time, <laughs> but I guess they don't want to pay the royalties for whatever theme you they watch, do come out to. So. You watch way too much Godwins content. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, it was the 95 and 96. I was just watching an old 96 episode of Raw, and they were literally on it like two weeks in a row. I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like, <laughs> so. They were featured heavily. I'm just saying, you know, I don't, I don't necessarily search them out, but um, it's you can one, fast forward. <laughs> well, what fun is that? I don't know. For like a, uh, I'm actually on the Austin uh, Pillman gun angle incident on Raw. That's uh, my next episode, so looking forward to that because I remember that was the first day they moved to 7.57 from 8.57, and I missed the entire episode live because I forgot they switched to 7.57. So put it on at 8.57, and I'm really confused. <laughs> you were like, sick. Shit, this is the end of the show? I didn't even realize the Pillman, <laughs> what happened with the Pillman and the gun until Livewire that Saturday. So, yeah. Uh, just I know I'm rambling, but uh, you know Peacock was able to uh, just remind me during my recovery, like of why I love wrestling and why I probably won't ever completely stop watching WWE. Uh, but right now, it's it, I'm like just so close to not even putting it on the TV anymore. Especially yeah, it's a raw, tough watch, especially Raw. So. It's a t- oh Raw is a oof. we've we're almost ten years into the three hour era, and it's just as tough today as it was 10 years ago <laughs> like <laughs> it is rough bro it's been it rough, rough the entire time started, started this oh uh, non-stop I remember how rough it was yeah. right we used to talk about it man it's raw it's tough to watch <laughs> like <laughs> oof. it's not even as bad as it is today so i don't know it's it's really bad but i'll give some i'm thankful for something that's actually become really good and that's aew all elite wrestling i'm thankful for them really finding their footing and really, because, uh, you know, everybody loved it from the beginning, but, like, creatively, they, they had some misses, right? Like, when the Dark Order first started and different things over, over the over the last couple of years. But I think they really kind of hit a stride with, I mean, look, certain people, obviously. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Adam Page, Eddie Kingston. Uh, I thought Kenny Omega in it because he can, he can work his ass off. Uh, and he held the title for a long time. Um, who else I'm thinking about? MJF, obviously. Those are the people, and then they, Darby Allen too. But those are the people they're building around. Uh, throw Britt Brit Baker in there as well, and, and a lot of other women like Nyla Rose and uh, Hikaru Shida and uh, Serena Deeb. They, they, they got a lot of talented women as well. Jay Cargill, who is as fine as all hell. Let me just throw that out there. But, but, um. I'm thankful for them for really putting a lot of emphasis on them. And I think the product has vastly improved over the last, I don't know, maybe five, six months, maybe. I don't know, going back even that far, but 
for a while that I've enjoyed AEW and they paid off the Adam Page stuff. They didn't forget about it or just throw it away for some random reason like we've seen over the years in WWE. I think we're all kind of like, I don't want to say traumatized. That's a strong word, right? But we're kind of, we've definitely been affected by WWE's booking because we all, we like appreciate when they just do little things right in the AEW. Like, hey, they remembered an angle. Despite the fact that they brought in Brian Danielson, Malachi Black, um, and CM Punk, and Adam Cole, they didn't forget about Adam Page. <laughs> Where WWE would have tossed his ass to the wayside back in June. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they would have released They them. didn't forget about it. They paid it off. It was a great way to blow off that year-long, year-plus feud, or story, I should say. It wasn't a feud for a whole for year-plus, but it was a story for over a year. I think since before the pandemic started, they had Kenny Omega and Adam Page tag tagging up, right? Yep. And they were tag champions, stuff like that. So this well over a year story, they paid it off, and they, they you still they're they're, they're featuring, uh, like I said, other guys like CM Punk, Brian Danielson, and they got uh, all these different people that they can do stuff with. Uh, let's not forget Miro doing great stuff with him, Sammy Guevara doing good stuff with him. They just, they found, they got some great stars. Obviously, we talked about it. They got everybody, right? They got Adam Cole, Punk, Danielson, Miro. I mean, who? I don't really care to see Cody at this point. I don't really need the Young Bucks, honestly, outside of just tag matches. <laughs> just put them in tag matches. I don't need them even really involved in the, because they planted a seed already for the Adam Cole, Kenny Omega feud to come. Um, They kind of planted a seed already for that. I don't need them in the middle of that. <laughs> they put on dope tag matches. That's all I need them for. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But I agree. There's a lot of talent that they, they had featured and they're just like, there's no real place for them now because they got the stars that I want to see. They got, again, I, I don't want to name them off again. You know who I'm talking about by now. Um, so yeah, I, kudos to AW for really getting it together, getting our, the creative, I think the creative vision uh, in a cohesive, together in a cohesive manner. They still got work to do. Obviously, they can still feature the women more. They can still feature more people of color more, especially in top positions. Um, you know, they're, they're working on it, and it's it, it's far better than WWE's product right now. I mean, that's just how it is. It's far more cohesive. It makes sense. I, I actually understand the logic of what they're doing from a week-to-week basis. I get it. Far better than WWE right now. Um, so yeah, kudos to AEW for really kind of getting on track, and they've been on track for a while, and they're, do- they're doing some good things. They're selling tickets, selling merch, got decent ratings. They're going to move to TBS uh, in the beginning of next year. They got the TBS title for the women. That's that's going to create more TV time, you would think. Um, I'm here for all of it. So kudos to AEW. I'm thankful for you guys for putting on a just a good wrestling product. <laughs> you have to be great. Just a good wrestling product that I'm not embarrassed to show people out who aren't wrestling fans. I'm not going to show them anything from Raw, but I'll show them AW. Like, Yo, this is this is the good stuff I right hear, boy. Let me tell you, I'm gonna show them that CM Punk MJF segment from last week. I'll show them the stuff between CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. Like, that's the good stuff. All right. So, yeah. thankful again to AW for that the only thing for uh 
I guess I'll circle back to CM Punk. I'm thankful that Daniel Bryan, uh, or God, I still say it. Uh, Bryan Danielson. Bryan Danielson. Say it with me. Which is funny because I don't normally, like I'll always say Bryan Danielson now. I, I, of course, that one moment I say Daniel Bryan, it's on this podcast. But um, he, his match with Kenny Omega, man, that was like ridiculously insane. And uh, thank, I'm, I'm thankful for him to, to challenge himself going to AEW, see if he can still do it. And obviously he's probably the still 2021, the best wrestler in the world right now. And Ooh, better can, than Kenny yes. Omega and Roman Reigns? Yes. Yes. Ooh, okay. I, I mean, I, hey, he's up there. He's I, up there. I just think I'll, I'll, he's one of those. A lot of Kenny there. Omega fans will disagree. Well, Agree. He's he's out for a year now. So what are they going to say? Like I'm like okay, come back in a year and prove <laughs> <it all."> like, <laughs> he ain't the best no more. <laughs> uh, you know that match with Kenny Omega. Uh, obviously, Kenny Omega is great. Otherwise, the match wouldn't have been great. But uh, yeah, Brian just wasn't able to do what he wanted to do in WWE. He's getting to do yeah. it in AEW. I just hope he protects himself. I mean, it seems like he's taking care of himself, and I'm just happy to see. I mean, you know, he, he had these a matches he had a whole amazing. match. With a Minoru Suzuki, bro, like yeah, on AEW television for free. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? I'm pretty that sure happened. Pretty sure he was under. He's wrestling as a guy under a mask on like AEW Dark or something like. Uh, <laughs> it was like in, in, Infinito or something like. A lot of people. Oh my god! Believe uh, you know that was Daniel Bryan, uh, Bryan Danielson. So I'm glad that he went there. Well, Basically, his deal is just like he wants to wrestle. It seems like CM Punk's deal right now is like just throw as many shots as I can, so my audience can go, oh, go like freak out and online and and in the crowd. Uh, CM Punk's still a good wrestler. I mean, he he can still go in the ring. Uh, listen, that seg- that promo with MJF was great, but the Miz doesn't deserve that shade. Come on, man. The Miz, I just like how this is a quality for, guy. For one, yeah, the Miz is quality. I just like, like how. <laughs> but he, what did he say specifically about MJF? He said he's um, the less famous Miz. <laughs> all right, then that's that's not a really a knock against the Miz. That's really just like yeah. that's like the Miz is famous. I'm like that's legit. I think CM uh, and listen, I didn't go back, but uh, I think he might have thrown him under the bus when the Miz made a Venomania, you know, and he, obviously CM Punk hasn't he yet, so. Uh, he yeah. never, probably never will now. Maybe they had they had issues backstage, but uh, Sam Punk has I, always had that kind of like ego about him, which you know he earned. You know he he's been one of the best at what he does for twenty years now, over twenty years, even with those that seven year layoff. But the Miz does also deserves everything he got. Like he, yeah, he, he worked he, for it for he, sure. He, he's a I get I, I know there was the discourse on Twitter about. Um, is not knowing how to catch you know people on when they dive and everything, but other than that, like you know, he's a relatively safe worker. Whatever. He stayed injury free up up until obviously this year. Uh, he's, I mean, like yes, there were points where like I was just over him because, uh, but that's like mainly WWE's creativity. You know, I'm sitting here, yeah. especially in the first few years of this podcast, I'm like, man, the Miz sucks. Like I, I'm just so tired of him. He's boring. Uh, but that's really not his fault. Like you give him something to sink his teeth into, and he's going to do it. And he showed it with that first promo on Talking Smack uh, with then Daniel Bryan. <laughs> so 
Uh, you know, that, got it right that time. I'm surprised yeah, you didn't say Brian Danielson. <laughs> so that, you know, like I'm, that kind of turned me around on him since then, and I think he deserves credit for for his career. So to just throw him in like a in a promo to try and just be like an oh like because he doesn't well, like Miz, I'm like come on man, like I don't know if he else. doesn't like Miz. Yeah. I don't think how can you dislike the Miz? He's worked his butt off to get yeah, to where he is. That's what I'm All right, he should have should have never succeeded. I think somebody even like CM Punk could appreciate that. Any but said, he called him a less famous Miz. I think he was. That's still. I don't think that's a shot to Miz. It's just, it's a shot. Like he's essentially calling MJF a clone of Miz, except he's less famous than Miz. It's a shot at MJF, know. not the Miz. No, no. Um, I just like, how, but I do like how you just mentioned the name of like a WWE wrestling AEW, and people go whoa. Like when you said <laughs> MJF said, "Oh, you're about hustle, hustle, loyalty, respect." And it's like, oh no, he man, he called him John Cena. Like that's an insult. Like yeah. John Cena's one of the best of all time. <laughs> yeah, he's like a, he's he's a less famous but, Dwayne Johnson, but still. <laughs> yeah, like, he pretty much is at this point. But I find it funny. I understand what they he meant by it and stuff like that. It's just it's just funny that like that gets the reaction. Like oh snap, he compared you to a sixteen time world <laughs> champ. Oh, <laughs> and that that's just like that crowd though, like that. They they're just begging to go. Oh no, he didn't. Like every, that's what they <laughs> hey, want look, out of like their promos. Look, it seems if, like. if we can look, we don't get those moments too often now nowadays in pro wrestling, especially from WWE. So we take them. We we can get them. Yeah, true that. True that. <laughs> All right. We <laughs> after years and years of suffering through just one major promotion, putting on trash show after trash show, we deserve a little reprieve in in the form of these silly promos. Speaking of discords, you hear about the discourse that apparently somebody said Adam Cole has regressed since he joined AEW. It's like, <laughs> can a wrestler well, regress? Uh, like, how can, how, for one, can a wrestler regress? Like, you learn it, you pick it up, you pretty much got it, number one. It's, it's yeah. can, a, can a wrestler of Adam Cole's experience level regress? Maybe if you're young and you have no experience and you, you're good at, in one spot and then you regress a little bit, I guess that can happen. But when you've done it as much as Adam Cole has, there's no regressing. It's like are second. They, it's like second nature. But are they talking like in ring, or are they talking place on the card? Uh, maybe both. Even place on the card, he's just got there. Yeah, I know, but give AEW the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. They already planted a seed with him and Kenny Omega. Whenever Omega comes back, they planted a seed that there's going to be a kind of a a few amongst them about who is like the leader of the elite. That's what's probably going to happen, and, and whenever Kenny comes back, and that'll probably that'll be the best thing Adam Cole does, you know, in AEW to that point. Um, we don't know. We don't know that. We I don't mean, know that. listen, he's just there. He's just there for the photo op with the young bucks kissing him on the cheeks right now. I, I get why people think like that. They want Adam Cole to be like in the main event. I mean, you're not going to put all these people that come in like in the main event at once. I understand that. Right. I feel and like they. I think the people think that if Adam Cole stayed in NXT or WWE that he would be like in the main event scene right now, which he I probably haven't released, bro. Like, yeah, I know, I know. I I don't disagree. I just think that's where. I mean, it's obviously bad faith arguments as well that uh, filter out there. But uh, but for also me, for me, I, I sometimes I forget Adam Cole's there. Sometimes I mean, I I just you know I mean, they fair. can't they he can't is kinda, load up every single show all the time. And I feel like they try to. Right. He kind of gets lost in the shuffle because they, yeah. they have so many people. It's more like, than that. I, I almost forgot to mention him mention him earlier when I mentioned all the people they have. But I think Adam Cole's time will come. I, get, I will give. I agree. He's young enough. 
Yeah. I will give AEW the benefit of the doubt as far as, especially because he's a Young Bucks boy, he's going to get figured in. Like, he's a guy. He yeah. went straight into the, back into the elite again. Like, he's not going to just get left out in the cold for nothing. He's with the Young Bucks. The Young Bucks are always involved in something. He'll be all right. Um, but also, if you're a fan, how the hell can you tell if somebody regressed? <laughs> like, what? It's just like, I don't. BS. I don't understand that at all. Yeah. That's just stupid. It's um, it's uh, it's suffer engagement on social media. So it's it's just silly. We gotta we gotta talk get, about you know you get a reaction out of that. We gotta talk about different things in pro wrestling. Uh, like this, I'm thankful. Like another AEW related thing. I'm thankful that AEW has partnered up with Martha Hart and the Owen Hart oh, family. That was, that was, yeah, I was gonna say that was my next one. Oh, well, we can I, talk about I, it together. I literally just thought about it, and I was like, oh, should I thank Tony Khan for that or Martha Hart? And I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, I'll thank Martha Hart, obviously. Like, it's nothing this, well, either, none of that would have been possible without her. So how funny is that? Let's thank Tony Khan for not being a terrible person yeah. <laughs> and, well, terrible, I mean, and running a terrible business. The jury might still be out, but he's he's trying. I mean, for the most part. Yeah, I mean, he's not <laughs> running a, he's not running a sloppy shop, as Taz would say, right? <laughs> um. And not has not been uh, legally negligent in the cause of someone's death, right? Correct. He hasn't done that yet. Uh, so let's thank let's let's be you know let's applaud him for that. And I would trust Martha Hart's judgment to to think that if she you know went twenty years, twenty plus years without you know budging one one bit with WWE, she pretty much immediately budged <laughs> with AEW. Yeah. So if she felt comfortable, I'm cool with it. Obviously, so I'm yeah. thankful that we as fans get to celebrate Owen Hart. Uh, with the tournament, him and video games, merchandise, all that stuff, and the foundations. Not forget the Own Heart Foundation. Um, we get to celebrate him in a way that uh, you know feels feels right. It doesn't feel like uh, icky, like uh, and right. awkward. Right. Uh, but y'all y'all messed it up though. Like y'all messed him up. Like uh, y'all part of the reason why he's not here. Like mm-hmm. you know so. I'm thankful for that because that was that was one of the more feel good stories of 2021 in my opinion in, in wrestling is that we do get to finally celebrate Owen Hart's life in a good way in a way that Martha Hart would want it to happen, and I'm happy with that. So yes, I'm thankful for that. I'm looking forward to that. I, I wouldn't be surprised if in 2022 we see something similar for Brody Lee. Um, Owen obviously was a big part of the people that are in AEW, which is why. Uh, you know, Martha Hart's agreed to work with them. Uh, you know, like Mark Henry obviously was big in, in that. Um, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, we got to, yeah, big ups to Mark Henry for that too. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you mentioned that because he knew Owen. Mm-hmm. How many people that are, you know, work, working in wrestling right now would say they knew Owen? Not that many. I'm right. sure, like, maybe the backstage producers who were around in the business back then, and Mark Henry, even though he was young in his career, was around for that. He knew yeah. Owen. He trained. I think he, they sent him to the dungeon at one point yeah. up at the Hart House. I think he said he used to babysit the, the kids, something like that. <laughs> like, he's up there. So, yeah, I'm sure that helped. So, shout out to Mark Henry for that. Yeah. And like I said, if they do similar thing with Brody Lee, you know, that would be fine or whatever else. They, I'm, I'm sure they're thinking about different ways to uh, pay tribute to him as well, even though he was only there a short time. But, He's one of those, obviously, we hear stories and he transcends, you know, the whole, uh, oh, if you only, you've only been here a certain amount of time. Not, nah, that doesn't work for, for people like that. You know, like, if you touch somebody's life, you touch somebody's life forever. And 
whenever he left WWE to go to AEW, it's almost like he became more of an icon in a way. Like these stories we hear about him, how helpful he was to the people at AEW. I'd be thankful if uh, you know they do something for him or they have something in the works for him because you know Owen Hart, his name. Really, I don't remember the last time WWE mentioned him. Honestly, like um, I can't, I couldn't tell you. That's a good question. It's and maybe it was obviously legally, you know, Martha's like you better not ever use his name like this or anything like that. So I, I understand that part as well. So, but yeah, I mean, when it comes to Owen Hart, thank goodness for Tony Khan and Martha Hart being able to work together. Right, right. So thankful for that. Last AEW-related thing that I'm thankful for. It's not just AEW. It's also involving WWE. And I'm thankful to the people that are on social media who watch pro wrestling and realize that the back and forth, the war, so to speak, between AEW and WWE isn't necessary. I think, and I don't know, I've changed my tune, right? I've changed my tune since AEW first started. That I was here for the back and forth. I was here for the Wednesday Night War. Yeah, it's got the drama. But man, that wears on you. And maybe that pandemic taught me, it's like, man, this stuff ain't that important. What's really important is other things. There's a lot more things that are more important than the bickering back and forth on Twitter. And it's not even amongst the wrestlers. The wrestlers don't say anything. It's really just the fans. And it's just ridiculous. <laughs> and there's some fans, there's a segment of the, of the wrestling fan, uh, you know, I don't know how what you would call it, fan fandom that are like, man, this is stupid. We can all just enjoy this. Like, we got two really good shows that are on TV every week. Uh, wait, wait, let me rephrase. I won't say really good when it comes to WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Passable. But, but they look like a quality product. They're, they're you know, look, regardless of what you what do you think about the product or Vince McMahon and his creative decisions. They are a vying, a, a, a vying business. No, not a, vi- a viable business, I should say. Right? They are, they are making money. They're, they're, they're selling tickets. The whole nine. AW is doing the same thing. So we got two promotions that are doing well business wise. One of which is putting on a damn good product. The other is hit or miss, to say the least. Um, but just watch it and just enjoy. It. You don't have to pick a side. And again. This is coming from the person that was all about the drama because I remember the Monday Night Wars and people did pick sides. But there wasn't social media back then and the constant back and forth. And it's just like, ugh, yeah. bro, y'all got to get it together. There's other things to do. Y'all got to go outside, touch some grass or something. <laughs> y'all got to go outside in these streets and see what's really out here. Protect yourself. Omicron <laughs> With the variant yeah. is a thing, right? <laughs> but really be out here and be like, yo. The people out here in these streets don't give a damn about WWE or AEW. We just they just watch what they watch and enjoy what they enjoy, and we can do the same thing, y'all. So I'm thankful for the wrestling fans that are, that think like me because I've seen y'all. I see y'all. All right, you are heard, you are seen. That just like that discourse of like the back and forth. Oh, if AEW did this, it'd be a problem. Or if WWE did this, everybody would do this and whatever. Yes, Who gives a damn. Oh. Really. Just watch AEW and enjoy it. And you can watch WWE and not enjoy it. <laughs> or pick the certain parts that you do enjoy and just talk about that. That's it. Just, just be glad rest, pro wrestling has this again. Because we didn't have it for 20 years. Yeah. And we were robbed of it. Mm. Just be glad. 
the more viable be glad the aw exists so it's a possibility for some of those people who got released unceremoniously by wwe they have a place to go that we can still watch Miro, Malachi Black, Ruby Soho, uh, Brian Dancer, who didn't get let go, but you know he just wanted to go there. CM Punk, just be glad they are they are around for some of these guys. Are still, you can still watch these guys and gals on TV, like and can still follow their careers. It's still dope, you know. That's still cool. So that's that's what I'm thankful for. Just y'all fans out there who are like me, <laughs> <laughs> who agree with me. And that it don't have to be like this on social media every single day. Good Lord. Remember when we talk about the ratings every week? Like, when that Wednesday Night War first started? What did AEW get? What did NXT get? I, don't, I haven't checked that in months. Because it's just tiring. It's what carries engagement a lot. People, you know, some people realize that. And some people don't. They just let their emotions get the best of them. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, like, I... I I don't want to say I get caught into it because I know better, but I do get frustrated when I see people I respect in the wrestling industry and the media uh, start making excuses for something that Tony Khan does that they won't give the same benefit of the doubt to Vince McMahon. Now, does Vince McMahon deserve a benefit of the doubt for anything? Probably not. Does Tony Khan... I'm not so sure. I mean, he's a fan. He's I think he, gets, the company, he has it for right now. But he has it for right now. He could easily spoil that and ruin it. But he has he, it for right he can, now. But like, he's all. He's always wants. He always wants to be in the middle of everything. I feel like his ego has gotten a little big, considering he always would tweet about buying the rights to certain music so they could use it on Dynamite in perpetuity. It's like, okay, like who? Okay, like why do you have to announce that? Like. Can't you just buy the rights and shut up about it and use it? Like, why do you have to announce, hey, I bought the rights to this and I bought the rights to that? Like, that type of thing is where it, it really started last year. Look, where I was look. like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'm going to cut you off. I, I don't need the ego, Tony. I don't need but the ego. But here's the thing about Tony Khan. He owns two sports franchises. Yeah. Well, he's part of the ownership. Yeah. The European soccer team ain't doing so great. He probably gets a lot of people in his mentions telling him, that the team is not great. That they're getting relegated. As, as they probably should be. And, and they're probably telling them the same thing about the football team. Okay? The, the, the American football team. Not the <laughs> European football team. Okay? So any goodwill that he can garner on Twitter, <laughs> he's probably <laughs> going to take. Because I'm sure between Jaguars fans and Fulham fans, there's a lot of people who are like, nah! Because <laughs> look, I work for an NFL team. And I see our mentions, and after this past Sunday, they are not great. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and it's like, oh damn, you, you feel like that? Woo! Yeah. Sometimes, hey, I, sometimes I'm in them. Sometimes I'm in them. <laughs> hey, look, you're entitled to do what you want. All right. All I'm saying is, people can be vile yeah. <laughs> on social media. All right. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, between Jags fans and and Fulham fans, he's probably getting it. He's getting it from around the world, literally. So when he can get some positivity in his mentions by saying, hey, I bought Wild Thing for John Moxley. And people go, yay. He's probably like, man, I felt good. I some, people don't hate me. People don't dislike me all of a sudden. In wrestling, people like me. And soccer and American football, nah. All right. But, I'll, I'll, I'll give you that. And that bothered me actually more than like the posting in recent months of like him literally talking about Vince McMahon and stuff like that. Like that doesn't bother me because in my opinion he's 
playing like a character almost now, like on social media when he does that stuff. Uh, to, to like, why wouldn't he? You know, he could do whatever he wants. You know, he's the one with the money. So that I understand. But it was like back then where I was just like, man, will you relax, Tony? It was like, I don't, you don't need to like broadcast all this stuff just to garner that reaction. But uh, it's it's funny the the way you put it like that. I'm, I'm sure I'm, just, I'm sure he does like the positive energy. It's yeah. this way. Get it, it, get it, it when you can, man. It's. Maybe it's just the cynic in me, but I'm like, man, there are people that go way overboard the other way to like, like kiss his ass, and I'm like, please don't do <laughs> yeah. that. <laughs> just be a wrestling fan, bro. He's yeah. not gonna like. He he's not saving your life. <laughs> <laughs> he will not hire not you. Pay, like he's not, not paying your bills. He will not he's ask you for wrestling. creative input. Like stop. he's putting on a good wrestling product. You thank him for that, but that that, that that'll do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, in his mentions, like I'll scroll down and be like, "Oh, thank you, Papa Tony." Like, I know a lot of it is just like funny Papa stuff. Papa Tony, but, yeah. Uh, I am I not calling another grown man <laughs> Papa anything. I, I cringe when I say Papa Shango. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great, Papa Tony. <laughs> what? You best you get for me as an uncle. You can be my uncle. Well, I don't even like saying Papa John's. I'm thinking of all the Papa things I can think of right now to further this joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even like Papa Doc from Eight Mile. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> not like calling Tony Khan Papa Tony. Uh, Stop you, it. I mean, you you had my wheelhouse when he said Papa John go, and that was it. Like you. Now that you were done, you, you don't know you what Papa John's pizza you, is. You, you can't. <laughs> no, you can't go higher than Papa John go for me. <laughs> Oh, okay. I had you. <laughs> like he was, he's number one. He's like 1A right there. Yeah, it's Papa, Papa Shango, Papa Dot, and then like 540th is Papa John. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> a non WWE AW thing that I'm thankful for is I'm thankful for Game Changer Wrestling. Hmm. I'm thankful for Game Changer Wrestling. For actually for creating some buzz on the independent scene. I don't know if you heard, but they sold out the Hammerstein Ballroom recently. I knew they were going there. I don't think I heard that they sold it out. But, uh, you know, well, they've, they've, they've sold the a lot of tickets to it. I think they've opened up some more seating or something like that. They've sold a lot of tickets no, to the Hammerstein Ballroom. I mean, you're on top of it more than I am because I don't, I don't search out uh, GCW news. But um, they're on the radar, obviously. Like, they've done some good things. Obviously, Matt Cardona. So, uh, yeah, yeah. definitely heard some things about them uh, i haven't seen a full show yet but uh they're definitely on the radar for sure yeah they sold it out they sold out overnight wow for their show so it's going to be um yeah, that's that's just gonna be january 23rd and it will have oh. eddie kingston so i'm sure that helped uh you know with the with the uh ticket sales but they sold over a thousand tickets almost two thousand tickets over for the show so that's a big deal for an independent show yeah. not many independents is putting up 2,000 plus people in a venue even before the pandemic but it's it's nice that a promotion can create some buzz in the independence after the pandemic because you know well not really after the pandemic we're still in it but since the pandemic has started and the country has kind of opened up again it's nice to see that 
an independent promotion can regain some footing. Because I'm sure that I know the pandemic hurt. They didn't run shows. A lot of them couldn't run shows unless they, they, they were in certain states that allowed them to um, and allowed them to have outdoor shows even. But um, the independence is more important now more than ever with all these guys getting released from WWE. They need a place to go. Uh, you know, the independence ain't like a big money maker for probably a lot of people, but it's a place that they can go and hone their craft and make something. And the fact that these people who got released from WWE were on WWE television, regardless of whether you think the product is good or the product is bad, their television is still the, the strongest in pro wrestling. They got three hours on USA Network, two hours on Fox Network Television, another two hours on uh, USA Network on on Wednesday on Tuesdays, so they got five hours in USA Network and two hours on network television every week. It still you know penetrates more television markets than any other wrestling promotion in the world. So the fact that they that those people, even though it's such that they lost their jobs, but now they, that can help the independents because now these people who were just on WWE TV can bring some name value and some star power to some of these shows, which because WWE was signing up everybody. And also AEW too. They signed up a lot of people. They still signing people. The independents kind of lost some juice. You know, they lost some star power. Yeah. Uh, but G- GCW with, like you said, Matt Cardona and Nick Gage and uh, many others, it's the, the juice is coming back. Right? There's still some juice still coming back. And I'm happy about that. AJ Gray is another guy. He's, he's doing things out there in independence. And there's so many others, right, that I'm missing and haven't thought of and can't bring, you know, top of my mind right now. Um, but it's good to see that, you know, it, it Game Changer Pro Wrestling is kind of leading that charge. Somebody has to lead that charge. I would be saying this if, if it was PWG, if it was AAW, AIW, whoever. Somebody has to lead that charge. It's good to see that GCW has taken that mantle and, Leading that charge and creating some buzz and independence, and it helps that they have a good working relationship with AEW, so they can send a guy like like Eddie Kingston on down there and do some things. Uh, they also, I think Malachi Black is working the show, an independent show, House of Glory in New York, some point. I think I saw that somewhere. So it's good for AEW for allowing their guys to kind of venture out a little bit here and there. You know, obviously yeah. you don't want to do it too much, but make a pop up appearance here and there, and it helps. It helps these promotions, man. Sell some tickets. So a pop up shout out, like he's going to wrestle a match. A I think he's going against Amazing Red. A pop up appearance? No, no, a pop up. <laughs> a a a uh, a what a do they call it? They call it back in the day a spot show. A spot show is a spot appearance, I guess. He's just <laughs> it's a one off. Okay, very much a one off. I like that. But, stuff. I like that stuff though. And yeah, that's, and it's a thing you'd be thankful for AW for for letting their talent yes. do that. You know, like. That's that's what we're talking about with like giving back to the wrestling fans, you know, stuff like that. Not whatever WWE does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever they do. But so kudos to GCW. Uh, they're doing some things. Like I said, they sold at least two, about two thousand tickets to this show uh, in the Hammerstein Ballroom, um, which is again a historic venue in, in wrestling. Uh, I think I'm pretty sure WWE ran Hammerstein, right? I know they've run. Yeah, they did. Uh, or did they night. run the Grand Ballroom? 
They run out. They ran that building. Stand. One night stand. Right. Yeah. They run First that building. Two. So yeah. we're talking every promotion, pretty much from Ring of Honor to I don't know the PWG run there. I don't know what they have, but Impact ran the Hammerstein or ran the Grand Bar. One of those two spots in there, um, in that building. That's a legendary venue for, for pro wrestling, you know. So that's a big deal for GCW. So kudos to them, Game Changer Pro Wrestling, uh, Game Changer Wrestling, I should say, uh, for making waves in the independent independence and hopefully, you know. Other promotions can get some buzz too, man, and and really get this thing cracking again after you know since this pandemic started. I know it hurt a lot of y'all, but hopefully we can get back to this and start making some waves again across the entire industry of pro wrestling because it's needed. Yeah, and there's no shortage of talent out there. I mean, no, it's a lot of talent out there now. Thankfully, Dota. Well, not thankfully, but thankful for those promotions that you know. Hopefully, they can book those talents and pay them well. Yeah, uh, you know, we we just we sit here and you know we don't know if they're listen like there might be another wave of releases tonight or tomorrow or Friday like just no clue and it doesn't make any sense honestly uh, either even if they are selling like they're cutting costs or whatever like it just doesn't make sense and it's frustrating uh, but we have yeah you know the the talent has places to go you know that's all we want like for them to have options and stuff like that so. yeah and now everybody can go to AEW and right. unfortunately ring of honor is taking the, the hiatus hopefully they come back yeah. and can bounce back so you know we need this independence and yeah. they need them hopefully the independence can pay like you said pay these people and i'm not saying they're going to make a uh you know six-figure living off of it but you know something you know, and hopefully these independents could stay alive and do their thing. So, but game changer wrestling is definitely leading the charge in that right now. So, yeah, I'm thankful for that. Um, and I got one more thing on my list. Okay. Uh, so the last thing I'm going to mention, and that is, I am thankful for the fans, not oh. just the fans who listen to our podcast. Oh. There many of you out there that do all across the world. We appreciate all of you, including our Patreon hey, subscribers. We were the top fifty in Austria, like almost all week last week. So thank there you. There you go. Shout out to the fans in Austria. But not just to y'all. Thankful for all the fans who are attending wrestling shows, even the WWE shows. <laughs> as, <laughs> as boring as they can be. It's good to see fans back in the stands. And it's, and it's been that way for maybe four or five months now, since about June and July and, and WWE and a couple months prior to that in AEW. But it's good to have fans back in the stands at these shows because they're the lifeblood of what they what they what they're what make pro wrestling pro wrestling. We said it throughout the pandemic, which I'm still on it today. Wrestling suffers without the fans. And I think we realized that during the pandemic, especially early when WWE is doing their shows at the PC and then in the Thunderdome or whatever. <laughs> and and AEW was con- confined to Daly's Place in Jacksonville with no fans. And you just heard nothing when people were hitting big moves and the promos. There's no reaction. There was no, oh, like that. We talked about CM Punk and MJF. That line about The Miz or John Cena, that wouldn't have hit at all <laughs> if there wasn't fans in the stands to react right then and there on the spot. Yep. 
You know what I'm saying? Instead of a canned response with with a, with television screens and stuff like that, um, the fans being back it just makes pro wrestling so much better. And I'm thankful for that. I'm thankful for that. Where the place, at least in our country, not all countries, but in our country, that we can do that relatively safely. Again, Omicron variant is a thing. Um, I think we had the first case in the states today in California. Um, hopefully we can maintain it and contain it and not really have it be a major spike like the, you know, Delta variant and, you know, the virus overall. But if things stay the way they are, relatively safe and stuff like that, it's good to see everybody back, man. I was at a show, like I said, September, and it was good to be back. It was my first WWE show since February of 2020. Or, or maybe it's I think it's maybe early March 2020 when it, when it was Elimination yeah, Chamber. Yeah. Mm. So my my first show was a, well over a year later in September of 2021. Uh, my first wrestling show period was at Ring of Honor the month before uh, for what was it Glory by Honor? Yeah, and that was fun. That was the same night CM Punk debuted in AEW. Ooh. I believe that was in August. Man, yeah, and that was fun. You know, it had been a while. I hadn't been, I hadn't been to the 2300 Arena since, I, mean, I don't know, since the Super Bowl, <laughs> since the ring ceremony. <laughs> so, nice flex. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just thinking, like, that's the last time I had been there. It was a little humble brag. I'm sorry. I didn't even, didn't even think about it. But, so it's been three years. Before that, it was yeah, probably another Ring of Honor taping. Oh, we went. Yeah. We went to a couple, I think. Yeah. No, actually, I was there. No, it was before the Super Bowl. We went to um, the Conrad and uh, Bruce Pritchard right. show. That's right. It was in the 2300 Arena. Yeah. The night of NXT TakeOver. Right. TakeOver Philly. January, Phil. yeah. January 2018. So, but it was nice to be back in there and around people and seeing the show again. It's like, this is this is pretty cool. So, glad to see everybody back enjoying themselves at wrestling shows. Uh, and, you know, adding a much-needed element to pro wrestling. To all sporting events, really. It's rough to watch sporting events in 2020 without the fans. Yeah, it was. To watch all of them, you know, including football games. And I was at a couple, you know, yeah. games early in the season before things got really bad with the virus and they didn't allow anybody really in the stadium too much. But I was there and it was no, when no one was there for like the season opener against the Rams in 2020 and it was bizarre. <laughs> okay? <laughs> it was bizarre. Um, so it's nice to see everybody back. But hopefully everybody can stay safe moving forward because, you know, again, we're still in the middle of this, still in the thick of this. So, But that's all I got for my things that I'm thankful for. I told you I wasn't going to be that many things. Because yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's tough. It's, it's tough. tough. <laughs> but there are some, and I wanted to be remain positive, uh, you know, here on, on his show. Because, again, you can listen to a lot of other shows and have them spout off about how terrible WWE is. And they're all right. <laughs> they're all correct. Yeah, it's like they... But they... I think it's we're at the point where it's been so bad for so long that they they will still crap on the good things because they get so much joy out of it uh, or like entertainment value out of it, uh, engagement out of it. So even the good things they start harping on, and I'm just not here for that. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to so, call out the good things and I want to call out the bad things, and I don't want to just call out the good things for engagement. 
uh, today to act like they're bad, like others. Call, so. We're calling out the good things that are happening in pro wrestling. Uh, another thing I want that I just thought of: thankful for Dark Side of the Ring for, for telling some dope wrestling stories. Yeah. You know, creating you know, and holding people accountable for what they did back in the day. Looking at you, Ric Flair. <laughs> Can't seem to handle that too much <laughs> in twenty twenty one. He's Can't, not handled it handled it well. Not at all. But that's what happens. Yeah, when people are held accountable. Exactly. They don't know how to deal with it. But yeah, quality, great show uh, from from those guys over at Dark Side of the, Side of the Ring on Vice. So that's it. That's all I got. I'm not going to add anything else. Uh, you can tell us what you're thankful for pro wrestling and at Shooters Radio on Twitter if you want. You know, yeah. let us know. Or and, in the comments I mean, on Apple Podcasts or something like that, you can leave a a uh, review. It's like but, perfect uh, timing yeah. as we record this. Yeah, Brian Danielson in the first segment of AEW Dynamite, and now we have CM Punk in the second segment. Look at that! So they're going back to back. <laughs> look, look at that. That's that's some good quality that's pro stuff. wrestling for you that's right there. You gotta be thankful for that, right? Back to back segments to get Brian Danielson and CM Punk. Like, come on right. now. Like five months ago, you wouldn't have thought this at all. So, no, especially at the Brian Danielson part. I probably would have thought the CM Punk part, but I didn't. We wasn't really sure about the Brian Danielson part, yeah. and then it's like, oh, oh, okay, we got that too. And then you know, Adam Cole and all that. So it's it's dope. It's dope. So anything else from for for you for that you're thankful for? Uh, not really. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I just enjoy what I liked growing up. I'm thankful for the Austin Pillman gun segment that I'm going to watch sometime this week from <laughs> Raw back then, which I missed completely live the first time because they switched times. So, uh, you know, bringing me back to you know, more innocent time. So <laughs> There you go. More innocent time in our lives. Where the uh, internet well, didn't exist as big as it does now. Not, not like it is today. I, I could only imagine what it would have been like, though. It would have been far worse Man, it would, for, like, the WCW versus WWF discourse. My God. Yeah. You think it's bad today? And it is bad today. But it would have been far worse back then because WCW is legit kicking WWF's ass. Yeah. Can you imagine the WCW fans and, like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it would have been real bad. Uh, when they When they trot out, like... Fake Diesel and fake Razor on oh, WWF. Oh hey, my they, they're God! They're a staple of the ever I'm watching right now on Raw. They have the fake oh Diesel God. and Razor there. It's just so funny. You had you imagine uh, you had when like, they bring back the Warrior and <laughs> WSW. What the WWF fans were saying? Oh man! <laughs> By the way, there was like a segment where Goldust was wrestling, and then you had the fake Razor looking at him in disgust, and the fact like they were trying to play <laughs> off that like. History between Razor Ramon and Goldust, and they had the fake oh, Razor like man. backstage, like trash. It's like, oh man, this really, this really was on Raw back then. This really trash. was trash, so <laughs> trash. I'm glad you watch it, so I don't have to. How about that? <laughs> You're a hero in my book. Oh man, that brings me back to those Monday nights and Saturday mornings on Livewire. <laughs> man, so you can recap the trash you just watched on Monday. Exactly. And get ready to watch some more trash two days from then. <laughs> Woo. Well, I'll be simultaneously mad that the NWO is like picking up steam, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> exactly. WCW You'd have been on Twitter. so good, damn it. <laughs> You'd have been on Twitter. Big hating on the NWO you know, and on WSW. I Even been. the video games suck. <laughs> I don't like Nintendo 64. I would have said they were a ripoff of DX. <laughs> oh, even though they came out with 
before DX? Yeah. <laughs> you would have been hating on everything involved with WCW. <laughs> I don't even Although like I would, video I would have games. been right about you know, like Hulk Hogan and uh, you know Ric Flair. I would have been right about those. But, You're uh, washed up and over the hill. <laughs> I'm going to watch Psycho Sid. <laughs> right man he was over <laughs> he was big over he was big over he was I, I, I we talked about it on our deep dive survivor says 1996 go check it out from a couple weeks back <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna go watch kurgan he's he's dope <laughs> he's younger and bigger and stronger <laughs> you know be jim ross talking about fake yeah. diesel <laughs> or fake razor That's right. look at him he's bigger and stronger than the other other guy better looking like wait right. a second man nah. Now, I'm comfortable in my sexuality, but Scott Hall was a lot more attractive than Rick Titan, Rick Titan was. So I let the lady, I let the ladies decide that. <laughs> All I know is, is that they needed to stop being ridiculous <laughs> with this fake razor and fake diesel stuff. Luckily, it didn't last that much longer. Thank the Lord. <laughs> Thank the Lord. But with that said, let's wrap up episode 308. With some plugs, please, Nick. Follow me, underscore Pacone, on Twitter. Follow us at Shooters Radio on Twitter. And listen, I, I'm, I'll wait for Vaughn to follow me back, but I started a new Twitter account what? for wrestling images that per- preceded unfortunate events. That I've, is I've, your I, account? That is mine. Um, I saw that. I was like, who the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> That's, so it's at unfortunate WWE. And it, I, I was watching one of those Raws, and the idea came to me because Bret Hart stood in the ring. He was coming back for his promo to announce whether he was, you know, resigning with WWF or going to WCW, which I, I don't believe for a second Vince would have put him on TV if he was going to say he was going to WCW. But beside all that, he had accepted the match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. And then he said, I'm going to be with the WWF forever and then Vince McMahon was like all right and started clapping so that was like the catalyst for me thinking about like you know I put that video that was the first thing I posted on that Twitter account was that video that 10 second video of that and I was like oh this might be funny like so if you if you're out there and you're you just want like a laugh uh I don't know how many times I'm going to do it a day but I already have a lot of ideas in my head of like certain events or certain images that preceded unfortunate events. So I already, <laughs> already had. No, you don't. You had to do the one, two, three kid climbing up to the top. <laughs> yeah, with the cement floor below him. Oh razor. my god! <laughs> so you. This were... is actually really funny. <laughs> I just retweeted the Steve Austin the Bret Hart thing. <laughs> so I don't remember the last image though. What's that? Let me. Uh, which that's one like Deborah. Oh, that's when uh, Steve McMichael uh, joined the Horsemen. You know, they oh. she, she showed him a big briefcase of cash, and he was teaming with Kevin Green against the Horseman so then he hits uh, Kevin Green with the briefcase. Yeah, that's a WCW one. That's like a probably that's not Kevin Green. A, like, Who is that? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, hopefully, you know, it, you know, is entertaining for people and if you have any ideas, shoot me a DM and I'll get the screen cap or another uh, uh the, the, the avatar is great too. Yeah. That's the most un- that's a, that's like the <laughs> iconic image before something yeah, unfortunate. <laughs> That was the second one, or the third one I posted. The second one was Bret Hart telling Hulk Hogan to go beat up Yoko. Oh, I saw that. Yep, yep. And, of course, Mankind standing on top of the cell with Undertaker. It's like, you know what's about to happen here. I already have a couple good ones lined up. 
for uh, the next okay, few days. Okay, I'm so. looking forward to it now. That's yeah. hilarious. I saw him like, who the hell is this? <laughs> like this, I'm not following this back. <laughs> That's probably what a lot of people that I followed were like. So, <laughs> well, I'm glad you said bl- something here. I don't blame them, but uh, yeah, if you're out there and you're listening at unfortunate WWE on Twitter, give me a follow. I'm surprised that handle was available. Yeah, there it was. Uh, so there are other accounts that tried something similar, but none have like a lot, like a ton of followers. So I it doesn't bode well for you, Nick. I know, I know, <laughs> I know. But like in my head, I've had like so many ideas that I didn't see like these accounts okay. like posting. So I was like, well, no, you got I'll, my support. I'll, I'll give it a shot. You know, I, I think maybe it's finally at ten followers now with you following back. So oh yeah, yeah. you got my support. So, I, I'm, you know, hopeful. Maybe you know, it just gives people a laugh. That's all I'm really looking forward to. No, I've, I've already laughed a couple times. That's <laughs> so. pretty funny. <laughs> Give That's it a really funny. So, I am at Vaughn M Johnson on Twitter. You can find me there, which you hopefully you should be able to. But if you can't find me there, I might be out here in these streets. Sorta. Of. It's getting cold out. It's dark early. Omicron. There's just a lot going on, but. <laughs> Uh, you can find my uh, tweets, I guess, or at Eagles. <laughs> I'll be tweeting stuff, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I tweeted stuff about my calls, my cleats today. I mean, there you go. Um, an injury report, you know, uh, stuff like that. Um, and you can find us on Patreon, patreon.com slash radio, where you can subscribe for the nominal fee of, was it a dollar ninety nine now? Yeah, it's still $2. Two bucks. So it's a one, we, we, <laughs> one cent for inflation, but... Uh, <laughs> it didn't count for that. You had record inflation over the last year. Same here at the straight shooters, baby. We got, we got, uh, we got expenses. <laughs> um, but yeah, subscribe for the nominal fee of two dollars. The price has gone up. Yesterday's price is not today's price. Today's price is going up one cent. Um, so head on over there for exclusive content. And if you want to request a future deep dive, you can do so there. Uh, and you, if you request deep dive, pay the nominal fee. Request a deep dive. You can also make a cameo on the show. That's all part of your experience over on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/ShootersRadio. We appreciate all the patronage we've gotten so far, and we look forward to your patronage in the future. Again, it doesn't have to be a wrestling pay per view. Okay, we've done a lot of wrestling pay-per-views for Patreon already, but just let people know, it doesn't have to be. It could also be a wrestling-related movie or TV show, a game show, I don't know, whatever. <laughs> you have wrestlers on Family Feud, we've got to find that episode <laughs> somewhere, <laughs> right? Which I'm sure that's, a, that's something that exists, that's, that's that thing that's, ha- that's happened. I'm sure they've had WWF wrestlers and WCW wrestlers on Family Feud, right? Like, I'm sure that's happened uh, over the last 20, yeah, 30 years, so, yeah. I'm, I'm almost willing to bet that's happened. So, if something like that, throw it on in there as well. Patreon.com slash Shooters Radio. But until next time, I am Vaughn Johnson. Joined, as always, by my main man, Pots and Pants, Nick McCone, the Philly voice and Philly influencer. We thank you for listening to episode 308 of The Straight Shooters. And we'll catch you all again next week. Hey, baby, this is Jimmy Hart, baby. The man for the South, Jimmy Hart. And you listen to the Vaughn Johnson and Nick McCone of The Straight Shooters, baby. Yeah, baby. Hulk Hogan is my best friend. Did you know that? Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. Ch-ch-ch- 
That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.